Welcome to All Places Together. Here we believe that our stories are connected to one another and rooted in God's radical love for diverse creation. Wherever you are, whoever you are, however you are, take a deep breath. Here's a story for you, a story called Love Is. Happy Valentine's Day, dear listener. If you're listening to this on the day it is released, I suppose Happy Valentine's Day is the more appropriate greeting. But no matter when you are listening, you need to know that I have been a big fan of Valentine's Day since I was a child, long before I was ever in a romantic relationship. One APT listener shared on her TikTok about how she would spend countless hours and like considerable thought on which Valentine to give which person in her class. And let me tell you, I have never felt so seen. I still share those little paper Valentines with the people in my life. And I still spend far too much time deliberating which Valentine goes to which person. Really, that's one of my favorite ways to celebrate the holiday. Our series on God's boundless diversity will continue, but scheduling with guests have been tricky for a variety of reasons, one of which, right, we've been in a global pandemic for the past two years. I know y'all feel me. So in order to give those conversations the time they need to percolate, we're going to celebrate Valentine's Day this week. Now, I know some of you are groaning. You're right, Valentine's Day has gotten really over-commercialized in the United States. It is without a doubt a Hallmark holiday. However, today I think it will be meaningful to celebrate love and dig into one way that the Bible teaches us about love. And yes, the lesson of this chapter like applies to our romantic relationships But it equally, and if not more so, applies to our relationship with family, friends, classmates, co-workers, and even strangers. And at the heart of it all, it's about how God loves you, how God loves me, how God loves each of us and all of us. What chapter of the Bible are we going to look at today, you ask? Well, you may have guessed it. 1 Corinthians 13. But if you've already started in your head, love is patient, love is kind, slow down, we're going to get there. Let's check in on the context of this book as a whole, and then we'll explore what Paul is actually talking about here. Yes, we are back with the writings of Paul. 1 and 2 Corinthians are letters that Paul wrote to the Christian community in Corinth. 1 Corinthians was written earlier and addresses one main issue that's shown in a variety of ways, division and fighting. Paul had been with this community in Corinth in person for about a year and a half, and then he moved on to other places to plant new churches. But he kept in correspondence with them, and lots of questions and disagreements came up amongst their community after Paul leaves. They write to him and they are asking about things like, who is the leader of their group? Aren't some spiritual gifts better than others? Should Christians only be in relationship with other Christians? 
how are they supposed to be sharing this new religious practice called the Lord's Supper? How do social hierarchies based on gender, class, wealth, education, enslavement, and location affect Christian communities? Y'all, it was a mess. In this letter, Paul tries to address their questions and give them guidance on how to live together. And the ever-important reminder, whenever we read from Paul, Paul is not Jesus, Paul is not God. Paul is one man who wrote helpful and inspiring letters of faith to communities that needed help. These letters also include varying levels of adherence to cultural practices of the time, like patriarchy and slavery. Those two are the most harmful. Paul's support of patriarchy and slavery does not mean that God supports these things. In fact, God doesn't. So turning to our chapter for the day. Now, when the people of Corinth heard chapter 13, love is patient, love is kind, they would have just heard chapter 12, which is all about the body of Christ. Maybe you've listened to episode 34, The Body Together. If you have, you know all about this this chapter, these verses. But if you haven't, or if it has been a while, here's a great recap. In this chapter, Paul explains how all people have gifts from God, and all people and all gifts matter to God and to the community as a whole. He uses the metaphor of body parts working together to talk about the Christian community. And it's kind of a blend of we're all in this together from High School Musical and also If We Burn, You Burn from Mockingjay of the Hunger Games series. It's beautiful that we all work together, but there's also consequences when we don't and when we don't care for one another. The chapter ends with Paul saying that he will show them a way to be in community together, a way that will help them be the body of Christ so that they can stop fighting about who is more important and actually care for one another. This way is love. And so we get to 1 Corinthians 13. I'll be reading from the Common English Bible, or CEB for short. If you've heard these verses before, perhaps at a wedding, you have likely heard them in the King's, James, or New Revised Standard versions. I think hearing it here in the CEB helps our ears pay more attention to the translation and the vocab is a little bit more updated. 1 Corinthians 13, the whole chapter. If I speak in tongues of human beings and of angels, but I don't have love, I'm a clanging gong or a clashing cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and I know all the mysteries and everything else, and if I have such complete faith that I can move mountains, but I don't have love, I'm nothing. If I give away everything that I have and hand over my body to feel good about what I've done, but I don't have love, I receive no benefit whatsoever. Love is patient. Love is kind. It isn't jealous. It doesn't brag. It isn't arrogant. It isn't rude. It doesn't seek its own advantage. It isn't irritable. It doesn't keep a record of complaints. It isn't happy with injustice, but it is happy with the truth. 
Love puts up with all things, trusts in all things, hopes for all things, endures all things. Love never fails. As for prophecies, they will be brought to an end. As for tongues, they will stop. As for knowledge, it will be brought to an end. We know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, what is partial will be brought to an end. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, reason like a child, think like a child. But now that I have become a man, I've put an end to childish things. Now we see a reflection in a mirror. Then we will see face to face. Now I know partially, but then I will know completely in the same way that I have been completely known. Now faith, hope, and love remain, these three things, and the greatest of these is love. Here ends the reading. The first big point of this passage is that love is central to everything that the followers of Jesus do. Love should inform how we talk. Love should shape how we think about the future and how we live out our faith in the world. Love is at the core of everything. From there, Paul goes on to describe the attributes of Christian love. But we miss one of the more important distinctions that Paul makes when we read it in English. You see, the original letter was written in ancient Greek, and this language has three different words that all get translated as love in English. These words are eros, agape, and phileo. Eros is the romantic sexual love. Thinking of the English word erotic gets you in the right ballpark for this type of love. Agape is the unconditional love that might be shared between two people or groups. Agape is not explicitly tied to romance. Finally, phileo is like sibling love, friendly love, like the name of Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Here in 1 Corinthians 13, Paul uses agape, this unconditional love. This is the love that is shared in Christian relationships and Christian communities. Yes, agape love can be a part of our romantic relationships. And we hope that agape love is in our family and in our friendships too. But Paul is presenting that this love is the cornerstone and core of God's relationship with us and therefore our relationship with one another. Paul tells us very clearly what this love is like, how we might recognize it in the world. I invite you to hear these words again as God speaking to you. A valentine of sorts, if you'll allow it. God's love for you is patient and can handle all of your questions, doubts, and wanderings. God's love for you is kind. God's heart is always warm when they think of you, and they always see the best in you. God's love for you is not jealous. God is glad when you share love in your life with your people, community, and creation. God's love for you isn't waiting for you to mess up, or counting all the times that you faltered. God's love holds you when you cry, brushes your knees off when you fall, 
and helps you find a way forward through the brokenness of life. God's love desires justice for you, for you to be treated with dignity and worth, to be treated fairly and equitably in the world. God's love wants you to join in this justice seeking for others too. God's love is not fragile and it can handle anything you throw at it, anger and rage, disappointment and lament, silence and space. God's love hopes that you will find healing. God's love will endure with you and alongside you throughout all of life, wherever life takes you and through whatever you experience. If you want to pause or stop the podcast there and just kind of bask in the love, feel free to. Then when you're ready, we'll turn to God's hopes for us to live in that love in a similar sort of way. Before I say anything else, hear this. We mess up love all of the time. This is inevitable. And there is so much forgiveness from God for when we mess up. So this isn't about being perfect or having it all together or doing it right. At the same time, sometimes people mess up love so badly that they end up causing deep harm and pain to others. If this is the case, setting up a boundary or cutting off a relationship could be the healthiest option for you. My purpose in what I share next is to inspire hope for how we can live in love together to challenge us to a better way. My purpose is not to shame or set up impossible standards. So I hope that you hear this with all of the grace. As we have been so fully loved by God, God desires us to love the world, both people and creation in a similar way. Those who follow Jesus are invited to share love that is patient kind and expansive in its inclusivity. Love that seeks thorough understanding of other people and offers support that marks our relationship with others. We are called to seek justice for the marginalized and truth for the oppressed out of our love for them because like Paul says in the chapter before, they are a part of us and we are a part of them. And the same is true for creation. We are to show this love and strive for justice for creation too. We strive to create places and community where the truth of our anger, lament, shame, and hope can be shared, heard, understood, and acted upon. This is what Christians are called to do as individuals in our daily life and how we strive to be when we are in community together. Again, we mess this up all the time. I mess this up. Yet God still loves us in this same agape way. God always forgives us, and God always calls us forward in this love. This agape love for you, for me, is the foundation of our all places together community. This is what I want you to hear and know and believe for yourself and believe for everyone else, too. One last thought from the final section of this chapter. 
I'm kind of taken with the way that Paul describes his growth and points out the hope of our growth too. This idea of understanding things differently at different stages of our life as we grow and age. This provides so much grace. One way I see this in my life is how I sometimes look back at younger Colleen with shame or embarrassment of who I was or the mean things I said. The encouragement that I gain from these verses is to say, I was doing the best I could at the time, and now that I have learned more, understand myself better, and have a fully developed frontal lobe, I can hopefully move with more grace in the world. I can show love and grace to my past self in the same way that I share it with others. We are each growing in love each day. We should come to understand things differently than we did in the past as we learn, as we grow. God's radical love for diverse creation changes us. Keeping ourselves open to that change and also for others to change is so important. We hope for redemption and reconciliation. Hell, we hope for resurrection. The love of God can do this. This is what we hope for. This is what love is and what love can do. God's love is so many things. Patient, kind, boundless, justice-seeking. God's love is redeeming, reconciling, and resurrecting. And God's love is for you, with you, and is shared by you. So dear listener, I've got one last question. Will you be God's valentine? A prayer for your love. All loving God, you show us love each day. Sometimes your love feels like my favorite comfort food, calming my spirit and warming my soul. Sometimes your love feels like a parent tucking hair behind my ear as they tell me that I am beautiful no matter what the mean kids at school said. Sometimes your love feels like the advice from my best friend when I know that they are right, but I don't want to hear it. Sometimes your love feels like looking out from a mountaintop, looking down on the valley below. It fills me with majesty and awe that is all-encompassing. Sometimes your love feels like a blazing heart within me as I chant and march for my siblings in need. Open my heart to receive your love each day and to share your love with all that I meet. Amen. P.S. I'll be your valentine.
Thank you for joining us at All Places Together. If you heard yourself or someone you know in these stories today, we hope you heard God too. I want to begin here by saying thank you to St. Philip Lutheran Church in Roanoke, Virginia for their contribution to All Places Together from their endowment. Your support means so much and I'm so thankful that we are partners in God's work together. We've got big plans for 2022 and your gift will help make them happen. If you would like to share a contribution to help All Places Together continue to grow this year, you can give through our website. Scroll to the bottom where it says Give to All Places Together. Click the button there and you'll be redirected to our giving platform. Thank you to our mission partners of the Virginia Synod, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, and all of those who share gifts. Now we know that it can be hard to give financially. So don't forget that we celebrate all of the ways that you share the stories of all places together with the people in your life and engage with the APT community throughout the week. Shout out to Leslie for sharing last week's episode, Born Superstars, with her colleagues to encourage them to listen and learn about all of the beautiful sexual orientations that people have. This week, I hope you'll consider sharing this episode with your Valentine. Let them know how much God loves them too. Until next time, remember that God is with you and loves you so very much, wherever, whoever, and however you are.